This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan is still gone, but our heroes are infiltrating the former Temple of Moonhammer in Phandalin. Can Juniper convince the doctor she's a roid goblin? Will Quinny sneakily murder the support staff? Will Butthole get left outside and find their corpses sometime later? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. You know, honestly, goblin physiology has never been my strong suit. So you go ahead and do your thing. Thank you. So you go over to a corner and you pull the trigger, Mm -hmm. but nothing happens. So you click it a few times and you can hear like a... And as you look, you can see the little needle injector Mm -hmm. is like clicking up and down. Is there anything around me? There are some goblin pets. They're like chia pets. Yeah, they're they're goblin pets. There's a bunch of rocks. There's some t-shirts. I want to try to like wad up a t-shirt, put it against a rock, and then plunge the... Sure. As soon as there's something for it to push against, the needle fires. You feel it ping against the rock, and the shirt starts soaking up the blue vial. You feeling better? I'm feeling great. Good. That's what I like to hear. Okay, well, uh, first shift should be arriving, so uh, take up your post by the canisters in the back. I want to make sure no goblins rush in there. As you know, sometimes they get a little feisty when they have another dose. So you go stand guard on there, and once both shifts have come and gone, you'll be free to go. Yes, sir. So you go and stand kind of behind what used to be the merch counter. Behind you, you can <laughs> see there's a door with sort of a small circular window. Through it, you can see giant metal distilling mm-hmm. containers. They seem to have the blue fluid, which is being filtered down into mm. things. All of it looks very technologically advanced. It's very strange. Where's Butthole in all this? Good question. Smash cut to outside. Nobody's come back from scouting. Like, we were supposed to make a plan together. So I, like, look out to see if I could see Quinny or anyone. Like, I'm just peeking. Quinny's about halfway up the building. <laughs> Quinny, you saw her go in. You haven't seen anything since. Okay. You can see various patrols. And at some point as you climb... You look back over towards the mansion, and up on the upper deck of the uh, mayor's house, you can see a large figure in the darkness. Big barrel Barrel chested. Yep. Cool. I'm looking Giant for beefy a, arms. Looking for a window to peer through. Because it was built as a temple, there's a series of small windows up top that you can peer in through. Okay. You see the doctor eventually gesture her to go stand. Is there anything I can see from my vantage point that Juniper may not have picked up Unfortunately, on? Unfortunately, the windows of this particular part mm-hmm. just peer down into the gift shop area. Got it. If you were to move further back, you might be able to see into the distillery. Okay, I'm going to try and shimmy over then. Can you roll me a acrobatics check, please? Nat one. I'm a lucky boy. 27. For a second, you're remembering how your body moved when mm-hmm. you were in your other body. So you step in what would be great for Mr. Tumna's leg, mm-hmm. but terrible for a Quinny leg. So you stumble and then you, you you get your footing again. And oddly, you kind of miss that old body for a second. Even though you're back in your original body, it feels foreign to you. I'm looking forward to getting used to it. <laughs> So you edge your, your way along. The vats are kind of in the back area where there would have been storage, where Nundren and Gundren's offices would be. All the walls have been knocked out. Think like the GoldenEye tank room. Mm. So big, big, big vats. And uh, you can see there are uh, a number of goblins who aren't jacked up, moving around, stirring the vats, and doing classic scientisty things with like checking the vial against the light and adding vials to kind of a, a rack of vials. All right, and I'll make my way back down then with that new okay. information. So you go back over to Butthole and you fill him in on what you've seen. Yeah. And Butthole, you now know that Juniper is stuck inside the building. Okay, we've learned Juniper, more action, action than scouty, scouty. Here's the challenge. I don't know how to get in there. I guess I could impersonate the doctor if we could get in and take out the doctor quietly, but we don't know when these guys are going to start showing up. 
Did you see the entrance we went in? It was like a weird side entrance back when we got into the place the first time. Not from the windows. No, no. That led down. Into- yeah, but I didn't know if you saw it on the outside of the building. Like, I didn't know if you'd seen it. Did it get boarded up or anything like that? Did I see anything like that? No, it would have been around back. Yeah. But you guys could go check that out. We can go check that out together. I didn't see that from climbing up the building. Because well, Juniper's stuck, so I don't know how to help her. But- well, we've not been shut out of any of these buildings that we could just walk in. And if there's a guard to shoo us out, it's going to be Juniper. Or we could go see if there's a Nothic in the basement who we sort of made friends with once. Mudbutt made friends. Yeah, but that's like being friends with me. You know what? I mean, if anybody's going to fucking enlist a one-eyed monster to work for us for weird reasons... I could probably get that through the front, it's though. It's going to be you. Do so. I just do the stroll up, go for it, and then I'll go through the back to find Mudbutt or whatever? Sure, I'll catch up. We split up. Okay. Just like you wanted. Butthole, you sneak around to the back. You're able to find the old entrance into the former Red Brand hideout pretty easily. It's boarded up, but not in any way that would prevent you from entering. So uh, you kind of do some quick business on it, crack it open, and descend in. Yeah, um, along with Goblin Jr. in his sweet armor. Snarf, snarf. God, he looks so good. So uh, you head down into the former Red Brand hideout. You can tell that it's been emptied out. You go past the old cistern, now dry, where uh, Mudbutt famously bathed once. In I just cor- think of Alan's first dick. <laughs> uh, in the corner, though, where you remember leaving the ruffian in the barrel, there's sort of a large, you know how in like post-nuclear blast, there's like a shadow yeah. Blast radius. So there's a shadow around the barrel, blast radius, and alarmingly, there are a number of runes that have been carved in and around the barrel. They look inactive now, but it's, it's pretty gruesome stuff. Can you roll me an arcana check? Or a religion check, I guess? Six. Seems like shit you saw in hell, but eh, you didn't really pay too much attention. You were busy. Man, there's a Nothic in here somewhere, and then I'm like, oh, man. Do you remember Bucky's drawing of his dick? <laughs> and, wow. Uh, you venture further down. Uh, Asking, do you remember to know what? <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you venture further in, suddenly craving apples and ham, but not really knowing why. <laughs> Smash cut to the clinic. Quiddy, you just saunter into the clinic, do you? Yeah. Walk uh, in like Timor's Temple, like the bar, like... And- the doctor's like, oh, I, excuse me, you can't be in here. What are you talking about? What is this place? Oh, come on. You know, this is under Barrel's orders. Get out. What are you, some kind of traveler? Yes, I'm new in All town. Right, What's kill going him. on here? He stares at Juniper. He's like, kill him. You know the rules. And I recognize the armor that Juniper is wearing poorly and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah you know it's Okay, so I'll, I'll say, goo, and I'll run out the door. Oh, he's gone now. Chase him down and kill him. No one can know what's happening here. I'm wearing traveler's clothes. Chase me. Okay, I'm chasing. I'll go. And thus began a comedy foot race around <laughs> town. Juniper, you chase Quinny out into the street, and you guys Benny Hill it around for a bit, and then you uh, manage to duck down an alleyway where you can actually talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they don't want outsiders in there now then, do they? Nope. Okay. We should go in the back way then and kill or overpower the weaker goblins. You're the only guard, right? That makes right? sense. Yes. Okay, let's do it. As you double back around towards the facility, you see a goblin in armor whistling a jaunty tune to herself walking in the front door saying, hi, I'm here for my shift. Plan doesn't change. We're going in through the back, right? We got to stick to the plan. Yeah, okay. Smash cut to the basement. You remember the sort of side entrance that you found the family in that you saved and clothed back in the day. And you can hear a sad song coming from it. Oh, I'm heading right over there. And as you get closer, you hear a voice in your head just going, help, 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 kill. Well, that's not great, but I'm going to keep going. So you sort of crack open the, the false entrance and inside you can see a number of cages. A couple of them are full of dwarves. You recognize Nundren and Gundren who are singing sad dwarven shanties. Everyone's throwing me out a dwarven shanty. Oh, wasting away in Margaritaville. Ah, yes, yes. The, the famous <laughs> sure. minor Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. New Dwarf, New Dwarf by Frank we Sindorfa. Dwarf puns. Oh, man. Laura, you got, you got one for this? Um, uh, Candle in the Mountain by Elton Dwarf. Sounds like when dwarves cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are all good. So they, they're singing all of those. It's a mashup. It's great. You can see some kind of other townsfolk that you recognize vaguely. With Nundren and Gundren, you see Uncle Jim Jim. He's hanging out there. Oh, nice. uh, he's trying to make like toilet rum. Um, and uh, in a cell, that's, that's our boy. <laughs> in a cell all to itself, there is a horrible spiky bundle that seems to be thrashing around a little bit. You can see beside it a table with a number of syringes. I turn to Goblin Junior and I say, "Buddy, I got a mission for you. I need you to go back and get the walking table and the dead goblin in a bag, and I need you to bring him back here." Snarf, snarf. All right, so I send him off, and then I close the door behind me so that I have some level of soundproofing so I can turn around to the room. And I'm like, hey, everybody, let's keep it quiet. <laughs> but you know me. Nundren, Gundren, and Uncle Jim Jim hop up. You came back. 
Yeah, man. Butthole. Yeah, I'm sorry. This place fucking sucks now. Yeah, it really does. Oh, also, Gunner steps forward and he's like, uh, hi, uh, sorry, my boots aren't so good anymore. And he looks down. His boots are really rough. It's okay. He's that's, really embarrassed That's not it. on you. Okay, thank, th- thank you. Uh, thank you for understanding. I don't know how to put this, but there's a real angry lady looking for you a while back. Blew up the shop a bit. Moonhammer? Yeah, yeah. She, she was asking about her cleric. Uh, did she find you? Yeah, I found her. She was very pissed off, but sort of righteously. Don't worry. She's the queen of hell now. So honestly, guys, <laughs> whatever happens today, if you die, just do something real bad, and then you'll have a great time. There's oh, no we're... Bud Light Rattlers in hell anymore. Uncle Jim Jim's like, yes! <laughs> All the Bud Light Rattlers are here. <laughs> <laughs> They're very excited about that. They greet you very warmly. So yeah. I want to free the rock seekers. Are there any keys in the room, or do I just got to go around and bash open the locks? Um, yeah, there, there, there's just keys. Thing. You get the sense that the town's been occupied for so long now that they, things are kind of lax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to let out the rock seekers and say, let out anybody we can trust. If so they start letting everyone out. All, all the people down here were, were the people who put up the most resistance when, uh, when the occupation Great. Began. I'm like, everybody chill out. I got weapons on the way. Smash cut to the forest. Goblin Jr. like doing that dog thing where he runs up ahead and then he turns around on the table. like click, 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 click. <laughs> and he just sits there and he waits and he waits and he waits. And he's like, ah, oh, snarf, snarf. Smash cut back. So I want to go to the spiky thing in the last cage. Sure. And I'm like, hey. Kill. Help. Save, kill. Okay, so you're sort of giving me three words, and they all seem to have a different goal. I want to save you, and I want to kill the goblins, and I want to help you. Are those your goals? Help by killing me. Oh, are you the Nothic? Because you're real Who big the last asking? time I saw you. <laughs> this is a friend of King Mudbutt. Mudbutt. Yeah, we fought Yarno. Remember that dick face? You bit him in Tasty half. Tasty Yarno. Yeah, you hungry, buddy? Do you really want to die, or do you want to eat? Vengeance. Perfect. And I want to help you with all of those things. So I've got a dead goblin on the way. (laughs) Okie You get me, Nothic. So yeah, don't worry. I got a meal on the way. We're going to arm all these guys, and then we're going to fuck some shit up. Fuck shit up. I like this, Nothic. So you go over and undo the bindings, and you see that uh, the Nothic's arms and legs have been cut off. That is... Is a bummer. Uh, yes. <laughs> what's the Nothic look like then? It's still got a head with so, teeth or so what's the deal? It's still a big green eye, vertical slit, spiky head. Its torso is, you know, still armored, but it's got a lot of wounds on it. It looks like it took a bunch of people to bring it down. But uh, yeah, its arms and legs are gone so that it's effectively just rolling back and forth in oh. rage. <laughs> okay. Clearly, this has not been the best time for you. Not good times. However, knowing you have eyeball powers, we can deal with your arms and legs later. I've got a table. It's got some moving limbs. We got replacement parts that'll come down on the battle wagon. This sounds bonkers, but I mean... <laughs> yes, but what I think we can do for now, I have some experience with Bjorns, and I call over Nundren and Gundren, and I want to build a Bjorn so I can wear Bjorn? the Nothic on my back so it can look over my head to use its eye lasers. Okay. so Eye lasers? <laughs> remember it blasted people out of its eyeballs when he fought Mudbutt. I don't remember yeah. that, but it did. Can you roll me a perception check, please, sir? Seven. You go over to the table next to it and you just sweep all the syringes off because you don't care about a bunch of random syringes. You notice, though, that they're full of blue liquid. They kind of swing over and smash against the ground. And you start setting up your Nothic Bjorn station. And there's something in your brain that's like, hmm, that might be important. But you also just really want to build that Bjorn. Good news is the Nothic is in your head and it looks to those and it rasps. My blood. Wait, that's what's in the syringes is your blood? They take it. From me. Do you want me to inject it back into you? No. Oh, okay. I, listen, I'm trying to get ahead of the game on this, and I'm not doing well. So your blood is addictive and makes things explode. This is fucked up. Okay, I'm going to take those with me. I'm not sure what I'm doing with them yet, but I got them. Yeah. You just pick up some syringes. Cool. So yeah, I'm going to pack those. So I got that. And then you set to work making the Bjorn. Yeah, I got Nundren and Gundren helping me. I got some dwarven expertise. Your montage song, sir, is... I was made for loving you by Kiss. <laughs> I was made for Nothic, you baby. You were made for Bjorning me. <laughs> yeah, it's that with his voice. It's uncomfortable for everyone, but we're really excited but to work But they also them. can't unhear it because it's in their heads. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is when you bring him in on a musical number, he's just supposed to do the bridge, but his voice really insists upon itself echoing through your skull. I mean, it'll get a lot of radio like play if we can get yeah. it out to, I mean, that, that gnomish <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the gnomish parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smash cut to upstairs. A new goblin has just shown up for her shift. And you can hear the doctor yelling at her because he seems to think it's a scheduling mishap. And he is having none of that. He runs a tight ship in his sketchy clinic. 
<laughs> what do you do? We're going in through the back, right? We are. Yeah. Okay. Great. So you loop around to the back. Unlike the red brand entrance, the back doors are chained heavily shut. Are there locks on these chains? Yes. Pick those locks. Go ahead, sir. 15. The security's pretty lapsed here because it's been so long. So you managed to um, jimmy the lock and open it up into the facility. So as you open the doors, you can hear a lot of hi-ho humming and that sort of business. Mm. The goblins are hard at work uh, and you can see them kind of scurrying around. And they seem to just be running it. There's not like there's a supervisor necessarily. They're just running around collecting samples, testing things, and racking up files. If you could teach me to pick locks like that, I would be so happy. Sure. Another time, okay? Oh, yeah. Not right now. How's your goblin? Non-existent. All right. We're going to tell them to leave in common. You're the guard, so you tell them to all just leave through the back door. Okay. You can do this. You can do this. Be convincing. You got this. Oh, I got it. You feel a brief flash on the scroll. You pull it out and it says, you can do this. (laughs) And then it disappears. Useless. (laughs) All right, everyone. Surprise inspection on the other side of town. Everyone out. Oh, fuck. We should have formed a union. Can you roll me a deception check, please? 23. Oh, yeah, they believe it. Excellent. So they do that thing where they're all like hanging up their stuff and leaving everything. It's it's like watching people leave an illegal drug operation where, you know, they're taking off all their gear and quickly scurrying. So they all scurry past you at the back. They're all going, ma'am, 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 ma'am. Well done. This is very orderly. You know what? That made one of their days. He's having a rough <laughs> one. Consistency of the serum just really wasn't working. All right. The place is ours. And the doctor and the guards. E- yes. Smash cut back to Nothic Bjorn. The Rockseeker brothers really have been honing their craft, and they've been damn bored, so they make you want a hell of Nothic Bjorn. Cool. So yeah, he's like up over my back. The head is over my head, ready with the eyeballs. It's terrifying. It's great. I'm suited up, and then I'm like, okay, we got to start to set in advance, so when the table gets here, it'll be easy. Who here is comfortable with like sword fighting? How many of them are there? We'll say there's eight. Great. So the Rockseeker brothers have had some experience, obviously. Uncle Jim Jim's better with blunderbusses, but he's okay with a crossbow. I was going to say, yeah, because we sort of got swords, we got bows, we got crossbows. If you're not strong enough for anything else, yeah, we'll give you a crossbow. Most of the peasants are going to take bows. Perfect. Well, yeah, we'll give the peasants bows. The Rockseeker brothers, if they want to be up front, we'll give them whatever we got that's a little nastier. And then anybody who's like too beat up for anything else, they'll all take crossbows. So I like split them up into their three groups and get them all ready. So when the table gets here, then we'll sneak our way upstairs. So we'll smash cut back upstairs. By the time we smash cut down, table will have arrived. Beautiful. So you're in the distillery. It's empty. You can hear the doctor still yelling at the guard, but his voice has kind of fallen a bit. It seems like he's actually confused and seems to be engaging now. All right, let's lure someone to this back room. I uh, amble up over the doorway for a, a sneak attack. I don't know if you want to change into a more fighting fit position or what you want to do, but we're going to have to take these guys out before we can assume their roles. That's fine. I'll stay as I am. All right, knock a vial over onto the floor. Whoops. <laughs> and smash. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful. 
can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs and it is so easy all because we use shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business it'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms which means curious people are more likely to buy from you and you can sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Hi, friends. It's me, Butthole. And I'm here to talk to you about how you can join some kind of Discord thing where you can talk with me and with Queenie and with Alan and with all of the other friends. There are even like Prince Mudbutt's there and a bunch of other people. All you have to do is apparently become a patron of our ear plays for one dollar. If you just do it one time, I mean, you should do more. Everyone's got a chip in at the fortress, but if you just do that one time, then you get to join a patron only exclusive Discord forever, plus you get pre-session chats and DM chats at the end of every arc of some show called Dum Dums and Dragons. They tell me it's related to me somehow, but I'm not really sure. So, patreon.com slash dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And if you pay that dollar to join that Discord, you get a chance for me to say hello, new friend, to you. So the vial smashes spectacularly, and you hear the doctor be like, what the hell? And he kind of storms back, barreling through, because normally the goblins have their shit on lockdown. Mm. So he throws open the doors. I drop on top of him. All right, can you please roll me an attack with advantage and your usual backstabby? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm just mathing out whether this is going to be with a weapon or unarmed to try and just subdue him. You can hit him with the hilt. Yeah, yeah, you know, non-lethal damage, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll do that. 25. So, Quinny, I'm going to say that based on how often you guys have done this, rather than coming down with a hilt, you're coming down with like a blackjack. It just seems like a thing that oh, you would sweet. have okay. um, that will cost you two points of stress. Sure. That way you have a non-lethal weapon that isn't yeah, yeah. pistol whipping someone with a dagger, which right, right. just doesn't make sense in my brain. How uh, much stress do we have? <laughs> you have five. We haven't used it at all this adventure. I just thought I'd remind you. 21 with my damage. You just crack him over the back of the head mm-hmm. and with your body kind of ride him to the floor. Yeah, great. Uh, you <laughs> are aware that there's a guard behind him and you hear her go, oh, shit. I'm going to give you one reaction, Juniper, since you were standing by. I'm going to tackle the goblin. I don't want a bloody mess. Give me an athletics check. 18. Yep, you're old better than she did, so you managed to tackle her to the ground. Whose side are you on? I'm on yours. Stop fighting. If I may, blackjack in that, that <laughs> grappled goblin. They I'm just going to let that happen. They don't, they don't deserve an explanation. <laughs> her eyes roll up into her head and she falls over. I'm right. so sorry. You saved I the unconscious her, goblin. Yes. Oh, I, I don't think Quinny registers that. He's like, you did great. Don't worry about it. Putting on that lab coat. You hear a bell tolling from outside and uh, you can hear conversation as goblins seem to be approaching the front door. Oh okay. shit, they're coming. Wait, 
Do you want to be the elf person? That would probably make more sense. The lab yep. coat is very long on you. Yeah, I, was, I, like, I, think, I think I put it on and I like, see that it's like a trail, like on a wedding gown. I'm like, hmm. It's a little boy in his dad's jacket. Yeah, 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 you yeah, look yeah. like Vincent Adelman. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Here's the coat. I'm just going to wait back here. You can send people back one at a time and I'll okay. deal with them if you just want. Like, just look away for a second. Yes. <laughs> I throw off my goblin-y stuff and put on the coat. The goblin stuff takes 12 seconds to take off. It took, <laughs> it took six, six hours, hours to put, to put on. on. <laughs> Almost feels and like a I, waste. I throw on the coat and I transform. You now look like a jackass doctor. Yes, I do. You uh, walk back out into the central area mm-hmm. and goblins are kind of shuffling in. All of them look a little twitchy. Basically, they line up and each of them kind of sits in a chair. I'm climbing over the door again. <laughs> <laughs> Have you moved the bodies or are you just climbing over a stack of bodies? I mean, as best as a little halfling can. I mean, they're goblin. Well, one's an elf, so that's a little bit more of yeah, an it's issue. It's definitely but... like the old Hitman game or Assassin's Creed. It's just a pile of bodies and no one notices. So, Juniper, what do you say to the goblins are sitting in chairs being like, hey, Doc, come on, where's our dose? You know the drill. Yeah, that's why we're sitting in the chairs. Come give us our dose. Okay. And I grab a syringe. <laughs> oh, you're not using that uh, the fancy gun today? My mistake. Just... <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I need this drug. I don't really trust you as a medical professional. <laughs> elves, am I right? And the other goblin's like, yeah, elves. Yeah, we're all stupid. And I grab- <laughs> <laughs> I like her. She gets it. Him. He gets it. After I give you this injection, you're heading to the back room one by one. Is that a new procedure? Why would he do that? Yeah, you're going out a different entrance. Why? Because the front entrance is blocked now. Long story. They all look at the clearly unblocked front entrance. <laughs> no, from the outside. Rob, your deception check. <laughs> Disadvantage. <laughs> this, is, this is an outlandish story. <laughs> A disadvantage? So you got to roll again because oh, you rolled a two. No. You could roll a one. You rolled <laughs> two twos. <laughs> they also rolled a two with a zero behind it. Woof. So they're immediately like, <laughs> this shit ain't right. And they all jump at you. Roll initiative. How many are all? The six that are in the room. Yeah. Smash cut to the basement. Goblin Jr. on the table have shown up. He looks not too thrilled to see that Nothic. No, no, no. Yarno was the one who fucked with you. The Nothic was having Charmed? his own problem. Yeah, yeah, Yarno was the one who charmed you. The Nothic was just, I mean, he was fighting mud, but, but then the Nothic killed Yarno. So ultimately, snarf. the Nothic freed you. Yeah, snarf, snarf. Also, he's having a bad day. I mean, look at those limbs. Goblin Jr. looks back at his goblin leg and is like, snarf. Yeah, I'm like, you have more in common than you think. Also, I mean, I bet you two could talk. He's got like good good thinking talks. And Goblin Jr. does that thing that dogs do with cocks his head. And you hear the Nothic be like, heh. I like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you both hate goblins. Okay, (laughs) so reaching over, we divvy up the weapons amongst the rest of the crew, and then we kind of line up to go out. And then I actually take some pieces of the exploded goblin, and I just hold them over my head so the Nothic can eat for the first time in a long time. Yeah, So I feed him, like, the whole dead goblin while everybody else is arming up. I'm letting Nundren and Gundren pick the good gear for people. Like, it wouldn't be all of it. Yeah, they're outfitting people. They they, they know their shit. So our plan is we're going to go up, and then we're going to go through the back door, and then this ambush is probably going great, so we'll just be additional numbers inside, like, the back distillery area. Quinny, can you roll me initiative? Yes, I I did roll. It's uh, 19. Juniper, do you have initiative? 20 total. Butthole, can you please roll me initiative? Seven. That's appropriate. Because <laughs> I'm in the fucking basement. So the way this is going to work is, Butthole, it's going to take you a full round to arrive because you're just kind of sauntering. You're, you're not <laughs> expecting to walk into combat. I'm not sprinting and I'm going at the speed of a bunch of prisoners who are armed I'm bringing with me. So top of the round, we have Juniper. Okay, so I want you to imagine a large rectangular room Against the north wall, there's a long wooden counter. Behind that counter, there's the register, and there's some t-shirts and some fun kitsch. It's still there. It's been abandoned for a long time. In the northwest corner of the room is the doorway that leads back into the distillation facility. In the southeast corner of the room is the main entrance that you came through and that you just claimed was blocked. There are three chairs lining the north wall and three chairs lining the south wall. If you were to look at a traditional dice, if you flipped the six so that it was horizontal, that's Mm -hmm. kind of what the layout of the room is in your dead center. Gotcha. I am going to focus on the two that are closest to the entrance to make sure they don't escape. And I am going to cast Moonbeam. The look on Tyler's face is is a true delight. (laughs) So, yeah, so I'm going to cast it so it kind of lands between them and strikes them both. Um, So a silvery beam of pale light shines down on a five-foot radius and 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. Uh, So basically when a creature enters it for the first time or starts a turn there, it's engulfed in a ghostly flames that cause searing pain and must make a constitution saving throw or else it gets damaged. 
So this is a concentration spell. Great. Uh, and can you describe for me how this happens for Juniper? I basically raise my hands kind of in a V, look up to the heavens and just yell, light of the moon, protect me. And it's just like a silver beam of light just shines down blinding. You're making Tyler and my JRPG dreams come <laughs> yeah, true. Seriously. This, this is some like Mallow and Mario RPG <laughs> We've shit. We've been doing all these cool spells without like having catchphrases and oh, now it's man. time. <laughs> Blue Flame wasn't enough for you. <laughs> well, Blue Flame hasn't happened in like 45 episodes. It's a so. terrible spell. <laughs> okay, so that's 16 damage if they failed and 8 if they passed. One of them passes, one of them definitely fails. You know this would fuck up a regular goblin mm. pretty hard, but these guys are righted up goblins. Right. So the one that took full damage is looking pretty rough. He's the one directly in front of you. The one near the door took half damage, but both of them look pretty hurt. Which brings us to Quinny. You hear something epic yelled from the other room. What do you do? I'm going to hop down from the door and just peek out. You land softly on some bodies. I see what's going on out there. Yep, yeah. Right? So I'm going to grab one of the prepared vials. Does it have a stopper in it, or is it just like an open... So the prepared vials would be plugged into the injector gun. Okay, so I grab an injector gun okay. with, a, with a vial in yep. it, and I give a sharp whistle to hopefully get as much attention as I can. Yeah, so a bunch of the goblins turn. Great. Not the two who are in the moonbeam <laughs> horror nightmare escape. I'm going to use my action to cast Eldritch Blast and destroy the vats of serum. Roll your attack, please. I'll give you advantage because you're targeting an inanimate object. So that's a 23 to hit. I'm going to say it's almost like a force thing. You, you kind of throw out your Eldritch Blast and then you just squeeze mm. and the vats erupt. Okay. The first one erupts, the mm. second one erupts, third one erupts, fourth one erupts. I need you to roll me a dexterity save at disadvantage, please. 17. So as the vats erupt, blue liquid comes cascading down on you. And you manage to throw yourself back into the room. So I'm going to say that leaping back through the northwest door, you kind of land between two goblins. There's almost a shining level wave of, of like uh, the serum wave almost, right? okay. uh, comes spilling in. Luckily, you're out of the main spill zone. However, goblin number six is in the spill zone. Fails to dodge out of the way, and there's a lot of dosage for an already dosed-up goblin. You see its muscles contort, expand, and for a second it just smiles with the power of a god. For the and second it's Super Shredder. Yeah, exactly. And then it pops like a bloody grape Ugh. and just sprays goblin blood in every direction. If I may, I'd like to take the syringe gun, toss it into the middle of the room, and say, have at it. That's just badass enough. I'll give it to you for free. Oof. Folks, wow. addiction is a serious thing, but it is highly beneficial to exploit it in your enemies in a sh goblin sense. <laughs> you just joker from Dark Knight. We're having tryouts. Job interview. <laughs> Fuck. I'm hoping to save us some spell slots, some hit points. Coney's only as effective as the next person giving him advantage, so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, first group of goblins is up. One of their compatriots just exploded. Two of them see the dose gun go down, but they also heard the explosion, see the blue liquid kind of coursing into the room, and you see that look of just, no. So they completely ignore Dr. Moonbeam over here, <laughs> and the two of them leap at the syringe gun. One of them rolls a nat 20. So the goblin from the northeast corner, the one who's directly in front of the syringe, is in the middle of the room. Uh, he just jumps on it, and she grabs the chair and just one arm overhands it, cracks it against his back. So he's going to take ooh, 11 points of damage and is knocked away from the gun, which she leaps onto, grabs, and injects. And that's their round. Bring us to the other group of goblins. So one of them is free. He sees what's going on. He's actually going to palm a bunch of the liquid up into his mouth because he realizes that shit's gone, mm -hmm. gone tremendously wrong. So he's just going to sit there on his knees, just lapping up the serum. The two that are still in the Moonlight Aura need to roll con saves. One of them rolls a one. One of them passes. So you go ahead and roll Do your I damage there, Laura. Yeah. Four and two. <laughs> The one closest to the door is still kind of holding his shit together. But the one who failed, you can see just kind of writhing in agony. Her muscles are fluctuating. And she just looks up into the sky and goes, I'm going home. And then she explodes. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. And then the gooey skeleton collapses. <laughs> so the one at the door starts moving towards the door. And I'm going to say this is kind of like in any classic movie where there's massive wind or something. He's just moving as slowly but as determinedly as he can towards the door. So that's going to be his move. Uh, his action is booting the door open, and he just yells, Help! 
which brings us to normally butthole, but he's still en route. Top of the round, Juniper. I'm going to use my action to move my moonbeam to surround the goblin at the door. Okay. I thought I was free. (laughs) (laughs) Ten. He um, kicks open the door. Help! But it catches him and he just starts disintegrating from behind as he yells it and the light burns him up. He yells, I don't feel so good, Mr. Barrel. (laughs) (laughs) So that was Juniper. Quinny. How many goblins are left? That's a very good question. The one closest to you who is in the southwest corner is currently trying to like drink up all the the serum off the ground he can. In the middle of the north side of the room, there's the one who got hit with the chair by his friend. He's kind of staggering to his feet angrily. And in the northeast corner of the room is the goblin who injected herself. All right. If those two go to fight each other, because one just took the other one's serum away, so I will kill the guy lapping up the serum. Okay, roll or attempt to, I guess. I'll give you advantage because he's chugging floor right. water. This is going to be hitting with Frostbrand as well. 25. Yep, that'll hit. <laughs> 16 damage. He's just sitting there scooping blue water up off the ground. He just looks up and you slice squarely across him. He flies back against the wall, spitting out a mouthful of serum. He's real fucked up, still alive, mm. but he looks surprised and gently offended. Look at yourself. You're already dead. <laughs> Brings us to goblins. Uh, so the one who didn't get any serum, he staggers to his feet. He looks at his friend, but also she looks super jacked right now. So he doesn't know that he can deal with that. So he's going to jump at Juniper. Ah, nuts. He's coming in swinging those giant goblin in the arms. I'd like to use a reaction. Unsettling visage. So I impose disadvantage on the attack roll by basically revealing my true nature. And so all he sees is my true face. For a moment. Can you describe what that face looks like for those um, of us playing from it's home? It's basically pure white and pretty featureless. My eyes are just white with pinprick pupils and my hair is completely white as so well. So like the thing from Pan's Labyrinth, but if you'd had eyes? Are we talking Mordiana, the witch from Kevin Costner's Robin Hood? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Are we talking Commander Odo as an albino? Ish. The Spider-Man Ish, villain, the but chameleon? but like genderless. The Night King, but smooth? Yeah, I think we've got a good good for <laughs> yeah. reference for those at home. Powder, <laughs> but menacing. I would say it's terrifyingly beautiful. Gary Busey so in his then. early career. No, no. Gary Busey now. <laughs> <laughs> but just a Photoshop smoothed Gary Busey. Just Jake Busey then. <laughs> Everybody forgets about old Jakey. I reveal my terrifying visage. I look just I'm like Jake, Jake Busey. Busey. <laughs> Truly, you are a frightener. It leaps at you, fists in the air, and then, yeah, you just turn, and I think it's like a bit of the Galadriel sound effect behind it, and you just see him leap through the air with his fists up, sees it, and goes, nope, 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 (laughs) nope. So he instead stumble falls. It's like a superhero landing in front of you, but done by an idiot. So he kind of stumbles and falls next to your feet, and he just kind of looks up at you in horror and only sees Elf Doctor. Mm -hmm. He's like, Doctor, are you okay? Yes, stop fighting me. Fuck, man, I'm tripping out. (laughs) Brings us to one who took the serum and is fine. She hit the guy with the chair. She cracks the chair against the wall, so she's got a club, and then she's going to come in swinging at you as well. She cracks you hard over the back of the head with the chair. Fuck. Yeah, that coat really doesn't protect the head. No. So you're going to take 11 points of damage, and then she's going to use her second attack to try and punch you in the face with her fists. She'll hit for seven. Okay. But I imagine it's kind of like in any movie where there's like a super badass like Terminator where she cracks the chair and then punches you in the face, but you don't really react. My head kind of turns slightly. Then you give her the look and the dude on the ground is like, fuck man, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, Which brings us to the other group of goblins. So it's just the guy who just got slashed. He's looking pretty fucked up. He's going to try and sprint past you, Quinny, towards the escape door. So you can take an attack of opportunity against him as he runs. Total of 11. So he starts to slip on the blue stuff, but he manages to like keep his footing and he runs back away from you into the depths of the distillery. Which brings us to Butthole, who just so happens is entering the back of the distillery. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, we, we, before we get there, like we just came up from below and we saw a shining worth of blue goo just spray out the back door, <laughs> which was open. So it's just like, blah, blah, blah. we're like, plan not go so good. I'm going to dash around the corner. It's kind of like me, Nundren, Gundren. I got Bjorn. I yep. got Goblin you Jr. Just, you just see a slashed goblin who's like holding his guts in, run barreling into the room. 
and I think I'm just going to charge him. Like I'm just going for it because I don't know what mess we've made, but it's messy. So I'm I'm bringing the cavalry. Over the dead bodies in the doorway. <laughs> the goblin manages to leap. It's beautiful slow motion up in the air, but then he sees butthole charging. The two dwarves Fuck. behind us are a bunch of people with crossbows. There's like a wolf in the sexiest armor you've ever seen on any living being. Just office linebacker. This guy. So I swing at him with the hammer. I use Goblin Jr. for advantage. There we go. 24 to hit. That will hit. So my hammer farts for itself. So I am doing 14 points of damage with the hammer strike with Moonlight Bringer. In slow motion, you just hit him, and it's like hitting a water balloon. He just pops, sprays viscera in all directions. Top of the round, Juniper. Who's left? Just the two. So the one who's at your feet cowering and the one who just cracked you over the head. Yeah, sca- scaredy and doser. I'm just going to have to call down the moon again. <laughs> <laughs> just have the moon on speed yeah, dial? Yeah, pretty much. It's still down, isn't it? It's concentration. It's so concentration. If you took a so hit, I don't I think you need to know. Roll yeah, to you got to roll to stay focused. So to test if my concentration is broken, I'll have to make a constitution saving throw that equals... 10 or half the damage I took. So this has to be 10. Go for it. 11. All right. Moonbeam continues still in to shine. Force. So I'm just going to bring over that moonbeam. So the just one, right, the one right, who's just terrified feel that warm glow around me. <laughs> just looks up into it. Of course. Uh, the other one is too busy trying to hit you with things. 14 damage. They both failed. So Yay. the one who took the serum still looks pretty healthy. The one who didn't just looks up into the beam as it comes over him. And it's literally like an ant under a magnifying glass. Like he just kind of <laughs> looks up and his face just disintegrates. And he's like, my God, it's full of stars. He disintegrates while the other one just kind of growls at you. And she just looks more pissed. And I just kind of have a single tear and just say, I hate that you're making me do this. <laughs> Which brings us to that one goblin who's left. We aren't making you do anything, Doc. You should have just given us the doses. Yeah, so Goblin needs to take some more Moonbeam damage. All right, so she's saved, but go ahead and roll your damage. So that'll be seven damage. Because it was 14, so the seven's halved. Okay, she's barely holding on, but she's looking pretty rough. The the table leg in her hand is disintegrating rapidly. (laughs) But she takes her shot anyways. She will hit with both. So with the chair, you're taking 10. From the fist, uh, you'll be taking eight. Roll that concentration. I will stay concentrating. I just love that moon I so much. I love moonbeam. Which brings us to... Quinny. Eldritch Blast. I'm not getting into that moonbeam. <laughs> <laughs> just fire it, cracking off a, a beam. Go ahead and roll. That'll be 22. 22, yeah, that'll definitely hit. 10. You know, she's wailing away on Juniper. The chair leg is starting to disintegrate. She raises it high above her head, and a horrible blast hits her in the side of the head, blows part of her head off. She falls to the side, and you feel so fucking good. I feel amazing. Ah, what a good day to be Quinny. Yeah. Which brings us to the next order of the initiative. You hear a thunderous explosion, and both of you, Juniper and Quinny, turn to the east wall, which has just erupted inward as a giant barrel man leaps in and yells, Oh, yeah! It's all been leading up to this. God damn it. I knew we were heading there. Yeah? Yeah, I did. I, had, I honestly didn't see it coming. I held in my Kool-Aid joke so Tom could get his reveal. <laughs> Thanks, brother. So uh, he literally looks like one of those oh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures from the 90s that yep. doesn't make any proportional sense. His arms and legs are these huge, beefy, super jacked up things that seem to be fused into the barrel. The barrel's broken at weird parts. Mm-hmm. There's flesh sticking through, and his face is stretched across. So it's not a, a pleasant... Like Modoc on steroids? Thing. Yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know who Juniper is, so he doesn't really give a shit about her. But he points at you, and he says, You, the small one. Quinny just starts laughing. <laughs> like he's just like, oh my God. Did you just say, oh Yeah. <laughs> I was about to break through a wall. <laughs> I used to be a small human, but now I'm so much more. I'm a bear of wait laughs. <laughs> Give me a second. Uh, as you're taking you're your second. You're the barrel. <laughs> as you're chuckling in your head, you hear, oh, um, oh, this is awkward. Don't kill him. He's one of mine. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> you roll me a wisdom save? Yeah. Four. What's the spellcasting bonus on Eldritch Blast? Plus six. And what's the damage? The damage is 1d10. Roll me a d10, please. Five. Your arm twitches uncontrollably, and you fire an Eldritch Blast at Juniper, which hits her for five. There's no maybe. Do it or your friends die. We have a deal, Quinny, don't we? Fine. Which brings us to... I'm rolling my concentration throw. Ah, yes, please do. 
And I pass. But do you pass your friendship rule? <laughs> it's more a spiritual question <laughs> than a dice question. Yeah, well, that's what we do here on Dum Dums and Dragons, apparently. Please uh, don't let me die. <laughs> butthole. Yeah, great first session. <laughs> Goodbye, Juniper. Um, I like her. Butthole, you're still in the other room. You hear the crash of bricks and an oh yeah. Fuck it, we're just going to throw down. I got my guys and I'm like, to the death, motherfuckers! Uh, and I'm going to charge into the second room. Okay. You charge in and you see barrel in a giant hole in the wall. You arrive just in time to see Quinny shoot Juniper with an Eldritch Blast. God damn it, Manny! Uh, and then I'm just going to take my shot. Like, I'm just charging barrel. Like, I'm all, all about that barrel. So my instantaneous action that I, like, take off the top of my head is I call out to Moonhammer. So her fist just comes thundering down from above. Because, I mean, one of the weaknesses of barrels is the lid. So, I mean, we got we to gotta get that out of the way. <laughs> 19 to hit. That will not hit. <laughs> oh my goodness. The Fist of Moonhammer comes thundering down, and as it arrives, there's kind of a horrible screeching noise as black mystical energy swirls above his barely head, and the fist dissipates. I see that happen, and I just go, you dick, <laughs> that's a fucking god! Uh, and then I throw myself into the fray, because now shit's really gonna get violent. So I uh, charge in and take a swing with the hammer. Oh, did Goblin Jr. recharge? That's the thing I need to figure out. <laughs> he didn't. Fuck him. <laughs> Goblin Jr. is deeply uncomfortable with the sight of a giant barrel. Well, he's also very covered in goo, and he's not used to the new armor. It's nice, but it's just it's different. It's like a new pair of shoes. Yeah, so I sprint forwards, and I take a swing with the hammer with a 12, which is a definitive miss, as you've already established. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm doing almost a hammer throw style full body, so I swing once and miss, and then I swing the whole body into a second swing as I come back around. Uh, fuck me. Uh, which I combine with the power of Hellfart, uh, where I add plus 10 to the roll before you tell me if it hits or not. So that makes this into a 22. That will hit. All right. So the second one swings around, and then we're taking our big old shot at this big ugly bitch, And then I'm charging it with my hammer fart powers for a grand total of eight damage. The hammer hits, and you hit the wood. It splinters and cracks a bit, but you also hear a really meaty thwack. And you kind of can't tell where the flush begins and the barrel ends. It is unpleasant. He looks mostly unhurt. Which brings us to the top of the round. Juniper, Quinny just shot you, and now there's a barrel man. Quinny shot me as barrel man entered. So I'm connecting the two, and moonbeams going over to barrel man. She's going to ride this as long as I can. Juniper, so hopeful, goes, barrel man's controlling Quinny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just met you guys. And this is this crazy. crazy. Here's my moonbeam. Kill a barrel man. <laughs> uh, five if he passes, uh, ten if he fails. He passes. So five damage. Which brings us to Quinny. Quinny, your patron has given you a request, and you've shot your friend. What do you do? I'm going to cast Hex on barrel, and I'm going to say outward, internally, whatever, with so much venom, because I hate that I have to say this. I'm the better servant. The better servant should prevail. Good boy. Let me kill him. Kill him. I don't even know what it means, but if anyone understands Infernal, again, I say, by this blade, your soul shall be his. And I point a finger at Beryl. And the mechanics of Hex are that I do extra necrotic damage to him, but he also gains disadvantage on a certain save. I'll, I'll do wisdom. So he has disadvantage on wisdom saves. Okay, so you see him kind of stagger and his horribly displaced eyes both lock on you immediately. In Infernal, he says, Ah, oh, but my soul's already his. Let's see which one of us is the better servant. Hex is a bonus action. Okay. Um, so I'm going to close the distance between us, and I'm going to attack him. Okay, go ahead. If you came up and swung on him yeah, already, I'm, I'm that right, should I'm give right me an advantage, face. if you'll allow that. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, that's a healthy 27 to hit. That will hit. Is there any damage you want me to roll separately, if, if he has resistance or weakness to uh, uh, yeah, frost damage and necrotic damage? Separately. Cold separate, got it. Uh, 2, 4, 6, 8, 11, 15. So 15 with all the other, and then 4 cold. So the cold seems slightly less effective, but... Because oh, he's just, he's a barrel of refreshment. God damn it. <laughs> cool, but still a very sound hit. He kind of staggers uh, staggers a bit. I'm not done ripping on this buffoon, though. So as I, as I close the distance and I stab the blade into him, I say, let's see if you're full of monkeys. And like... <laughs> Awesome. Because <laughs> we discovered when we were in Nyanzaru that there are actually barrels full of dead monkeys that are very popular in the local 100%, establishments. 100%. Juniper loves your joy, by the way. <laughs> I'm a little scared of it. Brings us to Barrel. Barrel has your blade in him and you're up close talking to him. He's like, monkeys? No. Got some fireball, though. 
and out of his eyes, mouth, and the cracks in the barrels, fire just starts to vent. Ah. And he's casting a variation on fireball where basically he turns into a living ball of flame. Oh my god. So is, I'm is gonna... he getting hit by Moonbeam again? Yes, he is. Oh shit. Yes. I ran into Moonbeam. I didn't think about that the second time. Did you? I ran into stab him. I'm yeah. immediately So ranged. he doesn't pass his check. So go ahead and roll your damage. Twelve damage. And does Quinny take it? So I gotta roll I mean, he did shoot you. Yep. Four. So that's 13 damage. I look over my shoulder and yell, stop helping. (laughs) (laughs) So I need dexterity saves from all three of you. 19. 16. 11. Juniper and Quinny pass. Butthole fails. But at the same time, I hold my shield up and behind it are my two gloves of the gold dragon, which glow in the heat because they give me resistance to fire. Great. And as the fire blisters over my fire scars, I just yell, I hate fire! This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilmer accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now they're stuck with each other and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them, and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Stop, popcorn! Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted we fix space junk is available on apple podcasts google play spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts subscribe consume integrate indoctrinate assimilate degenerate Watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automicon.